together in worship this morning to worship the God who comes to us sometimes when we least expect it and who calls us out of the safety of our ordered lives and invites us to join him on this adventure we call faith. You know, God welcomes all of us, whether we're doubters, whether we are worriers or wanderers. Here in worship, uh, we remember all the ways in which God has blessed our life and graced us with love and with uh, his, his presence. And we are reminded that God is with us, not only here, but always. So we gather together with those who dare to step out of places of comfort and trust God, even in those times in our life when we can't see the future. So thank you for coming today. This is the God that we serve and the God that we, to whom we offer our worship and our praise this day. Will you join me in a moment of prayer? Miraculous God, come to us, even now, as, even as your son came to those first disciples on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. Speak your peace into our hearts. Touch us with your Holy Spirit. Reveal your word to us so that we may hear your message this day and live as your disciples in the days to come. We pray in Jesus' name. Well, here we are three weeks into the new year, and I know that uh, for some of us, we make New Year's resolutions or at least commitments to change something in our life, something that will help us be a better person in 2018. I believe that there's something in all of our lives that we wish we could change, but we can't change unless we admit that we can't do it ourselves. We've got to say, you know, I can't change myself. I need God, for God is the great change agent. And once we do that, we're on our way to real and lasting change in our life. Today is the third week in this new January uh, teaching series called Help, My Life is Out of Control. The first week, uh, we talked about living at an uncontrolled pace. Last week, we talked about getting over ourselves. And today, we're going to be talking about stress, anxiety, worry, and fear. Something I'm sure none of you have ever dealt with but I know I have. If you miss any of the messages in this series, I encourage you to go onto our website or our Redeemer app. You can listen to the podcast or pick up a printed copy of each week's message out in the lobby. You know, issues like worry and stress and fear and anxiety come into our lives in a couple of different ways. Sometimes it's external circumstances, things that we can't control that bring... Um, these emotions into our day-to-day -day life. And other times we bring them on ourselves. We overcommit, we overbook, we complicate our life by the choices we make, as we talked about last week, sometimes what we say yes to and sometimes what we say no to. But today we're gonna go a little deeper into this whole emotional realm and try to discover um, uh, how as a Christ follower we can overcome some of the stress in our life by the power of God. See, real and lasting change only takes place from the inside as God uh, puts the person of the Holy Spirit in us and when we allow the Holy Spirit to reorder our life from the inside out, that's when true change takes place. In the Bible, whenever Jesus encountered a person who really desperately wanted to change I've discovered something that was true then that I think is still true today. 
and that is that lasting change happens when we finally let go of some things and begin, begin taking hold of Jesus. When we turn in a new direction, when we turn an about face toward Jesus, even the deepest struggles of our life begin to change. Bow with me in a moment of prayer, will you? God, draw near to us today and bless us with your presence. Calm our fears. Surround us with your grace. Lift us up in this time together. Give us clean hands and a pure heart as we celebrate the abundance of your blessings and as we take hold of Jesus, the one through whom all lasting change is made possible. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. For the last two weeks, we've been talking about the consequences of living a life that's out of control and what we can do to turn things around. We've said that the consequences of our overextended, hurry-up lives is that we don't see clearly, we don't listen closely, uh, we don't think deeply, we don't savor life fully, and we don't serve God effectively. But there are other consequences we experience that can be more, uh, even more debilitating and difficult to deal with. The unsustainable pace at which many of us are living our lives creates stress and worry and anxiety and fear that can be very difficult to overcome. Now my guess is that I don't need to convince you that we are often too busy and our lives are moving much too quickly. I doubt that I need to convince you that stress and worry and anxiety and fear are things that we struggle with because of the pace at which we choose to live our life. So let's be honest and say that a lot of us struggle with stress and with anxiety. Statistically, most people's greatest fear is the fear of public speaking. That still stresses me out just a little. But that isn't my biggest fear. I will tell you that I do get anxious from time to time leading this church. I take this responsibility seriously. And at times it's been a challenge. And while it is the greatest joy and honor of my life, at other times it's created just a little bit of stress. The growth that we have experienced over the years here at Redeemer has created that stress. Just building larger facility, bigger budgets, having more staff, more people. All, of, all have their own challenges. Being a pastor and helping others deal with stress and problems in their life, in their families, can create another set of worries. Now, don't misunderstand me. I love being a pastor, and I love being a pastor here at Redeemer. It's been an incredible joy and honor and extremely fulfilling experience. But even this, like some of your jobs, has those days that take an emotional toll. And I tell you that just to let you know that I'm in the same boat with many of you. And while I know that the Bible says to us, don't be anxious about anything and do not worry, I know that over 300 times in the Bible it says, do not fear, I still find that very difficult not to do. The reason the Bible says all of that uh, is because we do stress and we do worry. And we do have fears. We're all anxious about how we're going to get everything done. And, and we fear that it's not going to happen sometimes. And we're not going to get done what we need to get done. So as we look at, at the Bible's answer to stress and worry and fear and anxiety, which, by the way, is, is fairly simple, 
I want to be clear about a few things from the beginning. The first is that some fear is actually a good thing. We want our children to be a little afraid of a hot stove so they don't reach out and touch it. We want our kids to have a healthy fear of strangers and dangerous situations. Fear is a natural feeling that keeps us safe. Some of my fears are roller coasters, big city traffic, and snakes. There, I said it. You know what it is for me. See, some fear is not necessarily bad. Some fear is legitimate. It's when our fears become unfounded, when our fears are over the top, when our fears are never-ending, that we need to take some action and get some help. The same is true for stress. Not all stress is bad. In fact, we all need some stress in our life. If we're going to grow, our muscles need to be stretched and stressed if they're going to get stronger. So some stress is good. But too much stress and constant stress, stress over long periods of time can actually be destructive. Stringed instruments like the viola need some stress if they're going to make any music. If there's no stress on the strings, there's no sound. If there's too much stress on the strings, they can break or be out of tune. Too much stress on all the strings can actually snap the neck of that delicate instrument. The same is true of a tennis racket. The right amount of stress on the strings make, uh, makes, it, makes a difference in a player's ability. So again, just like some fear is good, some stress is good, but too much stress and worry and fear and anxiety over too long a period of time can be debilitating. Now let me also say that too much stress and fear uh, in our lives may require more help than we are going to talk about this morning. While the Bible does give a very clear antidote for some of these issues, it's just the basic foundation on which we need to build. Some problems that we face in life need a doctor's care. Too much stress on our muscles might need the care of our physician or a physical therapist. Constant stress and worry and fear and anxiety over long periods of time might actually call for a counselor or a therapist. Stress over long periods of time can actually deplete chemicals in our brain that help us stay focused and give us that ability to function day to day. And many times certain medications are needed to help set things right. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, if you're in that place of debilitating fear or stress today, I would encourage you to not only take God's message from the Bible to heart and begin to use it as a foundation, but please get help if you need it. The Bible gives us a clear antidote to stress and worry and fear and anxiety because the people we read about in the Bible dealt with it all. We heard last week about Moses living an out-of-control life, trying to do everything on his own. All the people came to Moses to have him resolve all their problems. We read in the book of Exodus about the kind of stress Moses was under as he led the people of Israel through the desert on their way to the promised land. It was a hard job, and things didn't always go smoothly. The people of God could be difficult at times, and Moses got frustrated with God, so God knows something about what we are going through today. And I think of the Old Testament story of King David. While David was chosen to be God's next king of Israel, it seemed that much of David's life was spent running in fear from people who wanted to kill him, especially King Saul. Another Old Testament character, Jonah, had stress and anxiety as he wrestled with God at, uh, 
with what God was asking him to do, and that was to go preach in a city where he didn't want to go. Ruth had some stress in her life as she was placed in a position to help God's people, but it would require her to take some pretty big risks, which always creates anxiety. And then there's Nehemiah who faced the fear of physical attack as he worked to build the walls uh, of Jerusalem. During the Christmas season, we heard about the fear that Mary and Joseph had and how they must have faced a, a tremendous amount of stress when they found out they were going to be the earthly parents of God himself. Peter and the other disciples faced incredible times of fear and stress while they were walking with Jesus in, in this world, especially near the end of Jesus' life. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, faced fear and anxiety as he worked to spread the good news of Jesus across the Roman Empire, finding himself persecuted and in jail on more than one occasion. Now, if you think about it, the Bible is really just a collection of stories about people who were going through some very stressful and anxious times. And nearly everyone we read about in the Bible faced fear. So the Bible is a book about real life. It's a book that gives us an antidote to stress and to fear and to worry. And one of those places is in Psalm 56. Psalm 56 was written by David before he became king of Israel. Saul was king, and David was a, a military commander who was winning all kinds of battles and growing in his popularity among the people, and then Saul got jealous. So he set out to kill David. David was running for his life. Actually, at one point, he hides among his enemies, the Philistines, and pretends to be crazy, so they stop looking for him. This was an a time of incredible stress and fear for David, and yet he shows us an answer to fear. Look at Psalm 56 in the first four verses. Oh God, have mercy on me, for people are hounding me. My foes attack me all day long. I am constantly hounded by those who slander me, and many are boldly attacking me. But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? See, for David, the antidote to stress and to worry and fear and anxiety was simple trust. And it's really that simple for us. We are called to trust God. But what are we to trust exactly? That God's real, that God loves us, that God hears our prayers and answers us when we reach out to him. What is it that we're to trust in order to overcome the stress and the worry and the fear and the anxiety? And the answer to that really is pretty simple. The trust We trust that God is with us. Again and again throughout the Bible, the promise is made to us that God is with us. We are not to be afraid because God is with us. We are not to worry because God is with us. We're not to live in constant stress and anxiety because God is with us, which means that God's power is with us as well. Look at Isaiah chapter 41, beginning with verse 10. Lord, have mercy on me. I know you are pleased with me, for you have not let my enemies triumph over me. You have preserved my life because I am innocent. You have brought me into your presence forever. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives from everlasting to everlasting. 
Amen and amen. It really can't get any clearer than that. God is with us. Which means that God's power is here to help us and strengthen us and carry us through from beginning to end. When we are anxious and when we're stressed, we need to feel that God is by our side, literally holding our hand. And what's important for us to see here is that God doesn't promise to take away the situations that cause fear and anxiety. We will always face difficult times in this life, but he has promised to be with us through each of those moments. In Isaiah chapter 43, we read, For you are God, my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. See, we will all go through times in this life that will challenge us and sometimes maybe even overwhelm us. We will all face challenges that will cause us to be afraid, cause us to be anxious, but God says that he will be with us and that our fears and our problems will not overwhelm us. And he goes on to say in Isaiah 43, do not be afraid, for I am with you. And that's what we're to trust. In times of fear and anxiety, we are not alone. God is with us. And again, this is the story that we see played out throughout the Bible. Uh, God was with Moses, and he provided for him. God was with Jonah, and he got him out of the belly of the great fish and onto dry land again. God was with Ruth and Mary and Joseph and Peter when they had difficult decisions to make. And God was with the Apostle Paul when he was sitting there in prison. And we know that God was there because the prison doors one day mysteriously opened and Paul was able to walk out. God didn't take the fear away. God didn't take the stress away, but God was there through it all as his people trusted in him. And in that trust, they found peace. Peter really experienced that peace when he was in one of the most stressful situations of his life. He and the disciples were out in the boat one day on the Sea of Galilee and a storm came up and they were terrified. And when Jesus uh, saw what was happening, he came walking to them on top of the water. And they thought it was a ghost, so they were even more terrified. But once Peter realized that it was Jesus on the water, he asked Jesus if he could get out of the boat and walk to him on the water. And Jesus said, come on. So Peter got out of the boat, and he started walking to Jesus. And as long as Peter was looking at Jesus, he was fine. He was at peace. He had strength to stay above the water and above the waves. But as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus and began to focus on the problems and the wind and the waves and the storm and the reality that he's actually walking on top of the water, he began to sink. What he needed to remember was that God was with him. And what brought him peace wasn't the fact that he was able to walk on top of the water, but that Jesus was with him. And what helps us to overcome unhealthy and constant fear and stress is knowing that God is with us. 
which is what we have to work on to keep our hearts and minds centered. We need to constantly be reminding ourselves that we are not alone. During times of stress and worry and fear and anxiety, we need to remember that God is with us. And we do, and we do that through times of prayer. We do that by reading the Bible and remembering the Word of God. And, and we do that by staying connected to the body of Christ, which is the church. You see, when we pray, we're reminded that God is there. God is with us. When we read God's word and recite the promises that God has made to us, we're reminded again and again that God is with us. And when we come together in worship or when we take part in a small group or serve God in some way, we're reminded that God is literally surrounding us. So these, these things help us to trust God and find that peace that we need to settle into our life. I want to close this morning with some words of an old hymn of the church which is really quite interesting. You may not have any idea what this hymn is. It may not be familiar to you, but I want to tell you that it is different than many other hymns because it is a hymn written as if it is sung from God to us. Most of the songs we sing during worship are songs of praise that we sing to God. But this one is different because it is God's song, God's word sung to us, and I hope that you can hear it that way. Fear not, I am with you, O oh, be not dismayed, for I am your God, and I will still give you aid. I'll strengthen you and help you and cause you to stand, upheld by my gracious, omnipotent hand. When through the deep waters I call you to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not overflow, for I will be with you your trouble to bless and sanctify to you the deepest distress. When through the fiery trials your pathway may lead, my grace all sufficient shall be your supply. The flame shall not harm you, I only design your dross to consume and your gold to refine. The soul that on Jesus leans for repose, I will not, I will not desert to its foes. That soul, though all hell should endeavor to shake, I will never, no, never, no, never forsake. So you see the antidote to stress and to anxiety and to worry and to fear in our life. The foundation is the knowledge and the trust that God is with us and he will never, ever, ever forsake us. And that truth will bring us peace. Let's pray. God, we trust in your power to create, to sustain, and to enable us. But we could not trust if we did not know that you are always near to us. So be near to us, Lord, as we have gathered here to worship you today. Help us not to leave here and check our minds and hearts at the door, but enable us to bring all that we are to you so that we might experience your touch upon every aspect of our life. We pray this because of and in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord.